don't get it twisted, you just got invited. Pull up when he came thinking about it. Some niggas be eating, some niggas be biting. Rap all the niggas that seeking some knowledge. Fuck with the queen, but ain't geeking the bottom. Trust me, I'm saying this shit ain't a game. At least you can do is go keep up Brianna. I do not fuck with white people who suck. I do not fuck with white people who quiet. I do not fuck with white people who see it. I'm saying, I'm saying, they racist and blind. I know some teenagers facing some chocolate. Ankle be beat, still in bone body. Heart of the stone, that's all that he know. I wish I could show him the pressure McDonald's like Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany Nikes. Before I was famous, I skated with diamonds. Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany Nikes. That was a five, I was always the loudest. Tiffany, 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 Nikes. Before I was famous, I skated with diamonds. Tiffany, 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 Nikes. That was a five, I was always the loudest. Tiffany, 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 Gonna play a little bit of the music, gonna play some music until some people get more people get in here. So I'm gonna play some of this new Wale for Lauren 2. Make sure y'all check that out. For Lauren 2, Wale. I'm gonna check and let this play a couple more songs while people come in, then I'm gonna get started, man. episode of savage time tv the blunt toss podcast i'm your host ab brizzly and we about to get into it again we about to get you guys but this is episode 13 we'll cover a lot of interesting things that's happened over the last about three four days since my last since my last podcast um a lot of interesting things we're gonna get right into it um kevin durant man one thing I wanted to talk about with Kevin Durant, it actually isn't about basketball. It's about investing. And one thing I wanted to always talk about and always want to make sure people know that listen to the podcast, make sure you're looking into investing, increase your financial literacy, um, get out there, try to find new ways to make money, especially in the black community. Um, I wanted to bring Kevin Durant up because even though everybody knows him as a basketball player, one of the best basketball players on the planet, 
Uh, everybody knows he's made plenty of money. Uh, he's made up to $300, $400 million in career earnings already. Um, contracts, endorsements, everything like that. And he could easily sit on that and chill. That's more than enough money for some generational wealth. But he took it one step further and early in his career got involved in investing. Um, so I'm going to go over some investments that he's made that have basically done great over the last five, six years. Uh, so let's see. Kevin Durant, he invested in Coinbase in 2017. Um it's 2021 now. Everybody knows Coinbase. This is one of the largest platforms for cryptocurrency to buy, trade, and sell. Um, I use Coinbase. Everybody that I know uh, that really messes with cryptocurrency gets with Coinbase as well. Um, he got he was back on this in 2017. I'm I can't even lie to you guys. I wasn't on this type of thing, uh, crypto in 2017. I'm new to crypto. I'm not even really new. In some circles, I would say I'm early, but and uh. Not everybody else. Uh, for some people, I would say that I'm more new. I've been on it probably since it's 2021 now. I'd say literally probably 2020. Damn, I need some more weed. But 2020. And um, for him to invest in Coinbase in 2017 is, is great. And I could only imagine where it's at now. He's made $15 million off of that investment. So $15 million off the Coinbase. Uh, overtime. He also invested in overtime. Um, if you follow sports, overtime is a platform where they cover high school basketball, always covering Mikey Williams, always covering Jalen Green, always covering like LeBron all in when they were in high school. Uh, if you watch like Bleacher Report, anything like that, you know about overtime. Uh, he invested back in that in 2018. He also invested in Robin Hood and Postmates. Uh, people know Robin Hood. That is a trading platform, investment platform where you can do stocks, cryptos, futures, bonds, mutual bonds, everything like that. He invested in that as well. Uh, Postmates, he invested $1 million back in 2016. Uh, up to now, he has made up to a $15 million return. So that's another $15 million he made. Uh, and he also invested in Dapper Labs, which is NFTs. This is an NFT uh, marketplace. Uh, people probably know what NFTs are. If you don't, non-fungible token. Uh, he got back into that. Um, and I think it says 2017 as well. And he's been doing great with that. I can only imagine NFTs, cryptos are really starting to bounce off now. So I can only imagine his returns on that. Uh, another interesting thing that he got into was whoop. Uh, this is digital fitness. Uh, he's been investing in, in it for four years, and in those four years, he had a 28,000% return. You heard me correct, 28,000% return. So um, I just wanted to like highlight that he, Kevin Durant, what he's doing in the investment game, I always talk to my friends about it. I'm really interested to see what a lot of these players, especially the black male players, are going to do with this generational wealth that they have. Don't get me wrong, they're not. they can do whatever they want with the money. If they want to bet it all in Vegas, they can. But I just think we've never seen this type of money get injected into the black community. Like, especially with these NBA players, man. Like, football is one thing, soccer. But we don't dominate any sport like we do basketball. And with basketball being having fully guaranteed contracts and these guys getting upwards of 200 to $300 million, 
it makes me think, what are they going to do with this money to affect and better the black community? We've already seen, you know, schools, things like that. But I'm thinking, like, what's the next step? What's What can we really do? Because this, is, this isn't a little bit of money we're talking about. So I'm really interested to see just what the sports, what, what sports players in general do with the, with that money, but especially the players that look like me. So I want to just go over that and highlight a basketball player, especially someone that everybody knows, like Kevin Durant, for something other than sports, something other than basketball. Uh, so let's get let's move off of that. We're gonna keep it sports though. We're gonna keep it on my Chicago Bulls, man. My Chicago Bulls are doing their thing. Matter of fact, just tonight, just tonight, they was doing their thing. We were down to the Boston Celtics tonight. Down about, I think it was about 15, 16 points in the third quarter. We go on a 39-9 run in the fourth quarter to put these guys away. You cannot tell me that we are not legit. Now, I was telling people before, when we got Lonzo and DeMar... We were going to be legit. I told people they're never going to be at a double. And Zach Le- and having DeMar DeRozan as a second or third option every night, he's the best second or third option in the league. So the fact that we're 6-1 and one honestly doesn't come as a surprise to me. Uh, for a lot of people, I know it is. They were thinking maybe, oh, they just added some little role players or whatever. It's not too big of a deal. Nah, this is, this is a big deal. We're, we're, we're not playing around. Um, we have one loss game. We lost to the Knicks, <clears throat> but like I told said before, I think it was a lot of emotion in that game. I think it was a lot of, uh, it was an emotionally charged game. Tom Thibodeau was out there. Derek Rose was back. We were honoring a lot of fellow members. So it was a lot of nostalgia back. And, um, we made a late charge late in the fourth quarter, but we came up empty losing by one, but us being the Celtics, uh, I think this was in Boston, um, was great because it showed one it showed perseverance it showed the great the great coaching of Billy Donovan and showed the poise of our players because they go up I think Jason Tatum took Lonzo ball one-on-one spun off him dunked it with two and the crowd was going crazy in Boston and this is Boston we we anybody knows sports knows that Boston isn't a place to play around with they get hype in there it's a rowdy crowd so for us to weather that storm and to fight back in the fourth quarter just showed me a lot. And again, we've only had these players for one training camp. We've only had them for one training camp. So for us to take that, go on that run and seal that game, I think we ended up winning the game by five to ten, five to ten points. Uh, DeMar DeRozan had 37 points. Like he's been killing it. Uh, we're just looking real good, man. Vujicic has, has settled into his role. He looks like he's just going to go out there and give us 10 rebounds and give us whatever he can, uh, 10 to 15 points, 20 points. Zach Levine, again, had about 26, 27. Lonzo Ball and Alex Crusoe were great on the defensive end. And Derek Jones was actually getting some tick and was making some plays. So, honestly, it was great. We're 6-1. I think people are kind of just starting to wake up now. Like, oh, these Bulls are not here to play. And we're not. So, moving on from the Bulls, man. Let's get into Will Smith, man. Praying for Will Smith. Uh, um, if, you, if you've been under a rock and you didn't know, Will Smith has been getting absolutely embarrassed in the media. Uh, he's been absolutely getting drugged through the media right now. Dealing with uh, Jada Pinkett. 
And I just wanted to talk about it from a black male's perspective. Um, this is why I tell guys, man, you have to get yourself together first, put yourself first and don't settle because there's no way that Will Smith, I feel, can love and respect himself and go through something like that. People can say, yeah, he wants to keep his family up, up together, but what's the point of keeping the family together if, if you're hurting this much, if you're hurting to the point where we've seen him when he was on Red Table Talk about to have a complete meltdown of red in his face. Uh, then she comes out with the Tupac letter shit. Now she's saying it's hard for them to, for, for, for their, in their sex life. Like, then he comes out and says when he was losing this weight, trying to lose 20 pounds, uh, he was trying to lose 20 pounds in 20 weeks, I think he said. He said he was starting to feel suicidal, not speaking to what it was. But I think if I had to guess, that's what it's about. His marriage has been completely up and down. And I just think he's really showing that he lacks respect for himself. Like, And this is Will Smith we're talking about. This is, this is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. This isn't no regular smeggler and people say oh why do you care so much it's because in our community especially the black community we don't have a lot of people to look up to there's not we grew up uh uh will smith is immortalized like that's bad boys 2 that's the bad boys <laughs> series like the fresh prince like wild wild west men in black like this is the guy and it's like damn if will smith is getting drunk through the mug like this what the fuck? <laughs> the fuck's all going on with me? Like, what What else can Will Smith do? Everybody loves him. He has generation upon generation of wealth. He stays in shape. Other women love him. He's a funny guy. He's never been any scandals. There's never been no scandals concerning Will Smith. So it's like, damn, when you, when you just out here, you know, living your life day to day, and you see Will Smith, it's like, well, shit. If Will Smith ain't enough, then what is? Like, what's going to make these Jones act right? I don't understand it. And it's like, why is he even trying to keep it together? Now, I think what's trying to happen is Jada's trying to pull the same old shit that a lot of niggas used to pull when they was young. You know, when you had a girl, you ain't want to break up with her. So you just started acting stupid. So she would break up with you. I think that's what Jada's doing right now. I forgot about the August Alcina shit. This man had keys to the house. Was really up, up inside her. Really like fucking her guts up. Like really crazy. And Will Smith has just been able to test how to just stand by it. And just been like, yeah, everything's cool. I mean, you know, come out with some funny Instagram videos. Like, nah, that, that shit was, that shit is whack, bro. Like, and for him to come out and then say, talking about suicide. It's like, bro, he was clearly really going through it. He was really going through it. Um, and to, to, to think that it all kind of revolves around Jada Pinkett when three or four years ago you had J. Cole putting them in a lyric talking about I want that <laughs> that Jada and that Will love. And this whole time it was a nightmare. I think that is, um, I think that is crazy, man. I hope Will can, can recover from this because he can go out and get a woman that, yeah, you might I understand you got the bonds and yeah, I had children together, but come on, bro. I tell dudes, if you want to live to 190 years old, you got to realize a little bit, a little bit more, or at least half of your life is spent over 50, over 40. Like, bro, you really want to spend that? Do you want to really want to end it like that? Being with a woman that clearly don't respect you? Like, come on, man. So, yeah, my miss, my last two cents on that is just respect yourself out here, man. Respect yourself. Fuck all that shit, bro.
respect yourself um and live by code man for real because it's going to save you a lot of frustration in the end because i can only imagine what it's like to build a life with a woman give her kids give her everything and her and her and to watch her and her mom and this woman's mom just kiki the whole <coughs> just kiki the whole time just making fun of the fact that She's completely oblivious and has completely committed adultery and things like that. And just doesn't respect you or the bond that y'all were supposed to have. So, again, uh, prayers out to Will Smith, man. Hope you get better. Hope you can see the light. If you need somebody to come in a uh, flash it real quick, let us know. Um, look at that. I just got a, I just got a, a notification. Giants out here. Yo, if the Giants beat the Chiefs, dog. I don't know, bro. Like, it's looking real crazy over there in Kansas City, though. It's looking real crazy over there in Kansas City. Real crazy. Um, another interesting story that I found out was Ice Cube uh, potentially has lost out on $9 million due to being unvaccinated. Uh, another Again, Ice Cube being the legend that he is. Uh, basically, he was shooting a video. Everyone on set had to be vaccinated. Ice Cube was like, I'm cool off that, walks away. And again, I'm going to say how important this is because of what it shows. One, fuck you money. Shows you how you can move when you're able to, you can generate money yourself. When you've put in enough, when you've put in enough work, when you've put in enough work that you're respected throughout the industry. Like, they can't just try to cancel Ice Cube for not wanting to be unvaccinated. It's not like Ice Cube is against being vaccinated or anything like that. It's just that Ice Cube uh, basically doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. And for him to lose out on $9 million, you can do that when you're worth 50, 60, 70 mil. I think Ice Cube actually might be worth at least 100 mil. So... Again, I love it when I see a black man standing on his pitch, standing on his standing on the square, standing on his principles. I love to see it. Um, it was it was a great it's a great little story to me, and it's just a further adds to Ice Cube's legend, the legend of of Ice Cube, man, because this guy's continually out here just showing men everywhere how to stand on their own square and to be be themselves and to realize you don't have to go after everything you don't have to compromise yourself and one of those ways that you don't have to compromise yourself is getting that back and, and gaining that respect so when i saw the ice keeper walked out on nine million dude to be unvaccinated i liked it i can't lie i liked it i cannot lie i liked it uh so you know, with Cam, Kyrie, a lot of some notable celebs choosing to be unvaccinated. It's causing all this uproar. And some people are really starting to choose, you know, pick sides over being vaccinated and unvaccinated. And I think this just, uh, again, just gives credence to what we're saying. Do what you got to do so you can do what you want to do. Because what if he didn't have that money? Would Ice Cube have to compromise whatever he believes in just to make that quick book? You don't ever want to be in a position where you have to compromise yourself or your beliefs to when you have to make some money. So, again, I thought this was another lesson of of what happens when you're able to, one, get that money, get those resources to be able to move any way you move. You see the benefits of it. Uh, keeping it 
keeping it in uh, media, keeping it on screen, uh, Donald Glover, man, uh, shared a teaser for Atlanta season three. Now, I know like a lot of other people watching this and listening, you guys are waiting for Atlanta season three. I was kind of late to it, not going to lie. Uh, it took me a while to watch both seasons, but once I watched it, I completely understood why this was why this is considered such a great show. Why is it considered such a mainstay? Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to Atlanta season three, seeing where it kicks off, see where they see where they go. And now that I live in Atlanta, it kind of makes it more interesting. I actually didn't watch it until I finally moved here to Atlanta. Uh, really enjoyable content, really enjoyable show. Great, greatly written. You know, Donald Glover, he's one of the most talented guys in the business. Um, can pretty much do whatever he wants. Um, motivation and inspiration for people like myself. Uh, he just he just really does his thing, and um, I'm definitely looking forward to Atlanta season three. Uh, let's get into some other news that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, notorious drug kingpin Alpo Martinez killed in New York City drive-by shooting. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I was kind of late on this. I've seen paid in full, of course. Of course, I see paid in full, but honestly, I didn't know that this is what it was based off of. Like, I seen everybody posting, like, get what you get, and that's what you was supposed to happen. I'm like, damn, boy, died, and everybody just like, but then I looked and read into it, and apparently, boy, was a snitch. And after listening to some of this audio, when he specifically talks about the situation, I was like, yeah, bro, for you to kill your friends or something like that, your friends... I don't know. It just seems a little fishy for me. Uh, it, was, it was wild. And if you did know, here's a quick little summary of what happened. Uh, former drug former drug kingpin Alberto Alpo Martinez was killed in a drive-by shooting in New York City early Sunday morning. He was 55. This is reported by the New York Post. Martinez, who portrayed by camera in the 2002 film Paid in Full, was charged in 1991 with conspiracy, operating continuing drug enterprise, and using weapons during drug deals. Facing the possibility of the death penalty or life in prison without parole, Martinez chose to become an informant in exchange for a lighter sentence, which resulted in 35 years beyond bars. Yo, imagine, imagine your best case scenario being 35 years. Fam, that's fucking crazy. Imagine, imagine your best case scenario is 35 years sitting down doing a bid. That's crazy, man. Um, but yeah, everybody was basically saying, fuck that shit. I even seen little TJ. He put up a shit talking about like, they were smoking Alpo. Like they so apparently um, in the D.C. New York area, it was a lot of people that thought this was just due. But this is a lesson that karma has no expiration date. Karma has no expiration date. Uh, and what you do in the dark always comes to light. My mom just tells me that all the time. Whatever you do in the dark is going to come to light. Every time. Every time. And uh, with this, it seemed like he did. Uh, he was 55 years old. This is. I mean, 35 years, so I know he did at least 30, probably. So this is 80s, 90s, we in 2020, and this dude basically got gunned down. 
for something that he did 20 to 30 years ago. Um, so, you know, always make sure you, you know, keep tabs on how you be out here treating people and the things you do because not everything just gets forgotten. You know? Not everything gets, uh, not everything gets just passed over. Time doesn't heal all wounds, you know, for some people. And they definitely got their get back with that. So uh, I thought that was really crazy. Um, I just seen it and was like, damn. Everybody was just so excited. But now I understand why, you know. Nobody likes to snitch. So we guess he got what he deserved on that. Um, Case on that is closed. I'm going to have to watch Paint It Full all over again now. (laughs) For real, for real. Definitely. Uh, let's get into some more positive, some more music. Uh, Kanye West performed uh, Sunday Service to, Just- to Justin Bieber and Roddy Rich. Um, you know, I'm always going to keep y'all up to date with the Kanye West news, but uh, him, uh, West, alongside Justin Bieber and Roddy Rich and a choir of children, performed their own Sunday service card, kicked off on a rooftop on Halloween. Um, this shared cuts off his latest album. The event was announced to kick off. It came, I think it was about 3 p.m. Uh, it was streamable on Triller. Triller, man, God, they are killing that game on Killer on Triller, and it was about ten dollars. Uh, so Kanye West is back to doing his thing uh, with the uh, Sunday services. I actually didn't see this. Uh, pretty interesting. Um, you know, people were saying he was kind of wilding out with his haircut and all that stuff. But like I was telling people before, they don't got nothing to really worry about. With that, nothing out of the ordinary, just Kanye being Kanye. But it was dope to see. Plus, Roddy Rich, it was dope to see him finally come out and perform something. Man, because I, I don't know about y'all, but I've been waiting on some new Roddy Rich. Crazy. I've been waiting on some new Roddy Rich for a minute. Boy, just been living life, bro. <laughs> Boy, been living life. I can't act like he didn't give us three albums, but damn, I need a four and a five. So, Roddy Rich, I need you to get out there and make some music, fella. I need you to make some, make some music. Um... Switching it off from music, I wanted to talk about how the future of media. I had seen a uh, an interview with it was DJ Academics and DJ Vlad, and they were just talking about everything media, talking about how Vlad built Vlad TV, and I wanted to talk about how media really is. I know people kind of think, well, media has always been there, but media is about to take, it's about to go on the uptick, and I say it how DJ Academics, DJ Vlad. Uh, Speedy Mormon, they're only the beginning. Uh, uh, Charlemagne the God, Joe Budden, Rory and Ma, uh, Adam 22, like all these guys, they're truly, it's only the beginning. It's only going to get more. And I tell people all the time, the same thing is going to be just like the music game, just like hip hop rap. Every, every, how labels are, that's how the outlets are going to be. Hey man, that's that's how I be, man. Hey, that's that that's how I be. That's how I be. But uh you say I'm out here looking zooted, of course, man. Got to. It's the Blunt Toss Podcast. Hmm. But 
But basically, like I was saying, everybody is going to be looking to sign some media personality to bring exclusive interviews, exclusive content with people to their platform. You see how Joe Rogan is with Spotify, DJ Academics with Spotify, Rory and Mal just signed like a $10 million deal for exclusive. Like everybody's going to want exclusive content rights. Um, I'm still myself looking to do kind of what Vlad, Vlad does. Um, he made his own thing, made his own network where he, uh, <laughs> where where he owns everything. I'm kind of still on that route. Don't get me wrong. I would welcome. I'm welcoming anything DJ Vlad, anything DJ Academics or Joe Rogan related. Um, Complex, I would work there. Showtime, you know, Jesus, uh, Jesus and Morrow, um, all those types. They're different. They're different business types, but you're going to see that with media and it's going to be increasing to a hundredfold. Everybody's going to want to have their person at everything, all the red carpets. You kind of see it already, but it's going to get, it's going to get even crazier. And same thing with like Joe Budden podcast. Like people think you get paid a lot per song, per song. Um, if you think about it, if there, if you can get paid such and such for a two minute, 30 minute, two minute and 30 second song. Think about how much you can get for an hour. If I can have your attention in this day and age on what I'm saying for an hour, 30 minutes, that's worth a lot of money to advertisements and sponsorships. So you got to realize how much people pay for commercials for little 30 second clips. When you can say, I got 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 people, um, listening to my audio or watching your videos, it demands big bucks. That's why you see these podcasters getting all this money because at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, I remember, uh, who was it? Oh, I can't even think about it right now. Who was talking about, it was N-O-R-E, so N-O-R-E, Nori, Nori Ayega. He was talking about how, you know, his rap, his thing, Drink Champs, they was getting a million or so streams and what he started to do was he would make his own music and then put his music on the podcast because if he put his music on the podcast say the music is three minutes long the podcast is two hours three minutes if, if he's got a million streams on his podcast that's a million streams for his song as well they're not talking about they're not going to talk about um, he was even he was talking about how there's no differential. They're not there's no algorithm that says they only listen to it for this long, and they only listen to the mute. They only they 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 didn't listen to just the song or they listen to part of the song, part of the podcast. All those streams work, and that's how he started getting a super bag. Like people got to realize this podcast and shit, this media shit. Just think of it like music. These people, when they make an album, how long is an album for real? An album's like an hour, an hour five. Look, I'm the Falaran 2, 15 songs, 48 minutes, bro. This podcast that I'm doing right now is already on 31 minutes. So think about when you got an hour, two hour podcast that you putting out and you can say, I got 100,000 people watching. And then you're doing that once or twice a week. You got to think about it. It's all about streaming now. It's all about it's all about attention and how long I can keep you on my app. How long can I keep your attention? That's what all these apps want. And there's people out here like Joe Rogan, like Charlamagne the God at the Breakfast Club. They got people listening for an hour, hour and a half. Um, 
That's why people like Vlad TV, there's, they're never going to sign with anybody. There's no need. He's got two to three million people per day coming to that he can say he's got their attention every day. At that point, I mean, <laughs> just think about the numbers, man. I tell people Patreon subscriptions. Everybody knows. Everybody always has a subscription that they forget about paying little $5, $10 subscription. Patreon, $5 for exclusive content. You fuck around and get a 1,000 subscribers, 10,000 subscribers to your Patreon for $5 a month. That's $5. That's, that's $50,000. Right there a month just off of your exclusive content. Not counting your YouTube, not counting nothing. But... I'm trying to tell people and, you know, that's just something that comes with it. I'm passionate about this. I love to do it. Um, I love to make content. Uh, I love to have conversations with people. But I just like to tell people, like, that's where the market's going with it. That's where the market's going with it. And it's about to get crazy. Next five years, next next two to three, two years, about to get crazy for the media game. For real. So, uh Moving on to that, I'm going to talk about a couple of my shows uh, to end it out, and then we're going to get on with it. Um, first, Enter the Woo. Uh, Enter the Woo, second season is over. What a season. Um, it was an excellent season. I loved it. Uh, let's talk about it, man. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Uh the way it ended was wild, man. Um, it kind of showed that first little inkling of Things going wrong. Or things are on the eve of going wrong anyway. Um, Everybody's, you know, everything's going great. The Wu-Tang is signed. But as you know, or if you don't know, the Wu-Tang were signed as a group. But individually, they could sign as solo artists. So, at this point, they put out their first album, 36 Chambers. Shit was going crazy. And now they're looking to get individually signed. Uh, now, Old Dirty Bastard, who is uh, Riz's cousin, has always wanted to get signed to Def Jam. Same with Method Man. M-E-T-H. <laughs> O-D, man. I'm sorry. Method Man was so fucking far. Uh, so they both was just trying to get signed to uh, Def Jam. And there's another label called Electra. And they both were trying to uh, sign ODB. And basically, both signed, both were great deals, offering him a lot of money, like 100, 150K, life-changing money. Because you got to remember, they still all getting it out the mud. Like, they doing all right, but they, you know what I'm saying? Everybody can definitely use something. So, but Rizzo and uh, his brother Devon were handling all of the, were handling all the business. You know, handling the numbers and all that good things. So when they came to RZA with it, RZA decided to sign ODB to Electra because of the fact that Electra had offered, um, Electra had offered him basically his royalties back, and he would own all own all of his music after twenty years. Which I mean, I understand, but even Devon was like, "You're not gonna call him." And when RZA decided not to call him just to kind of make that decision without talking to ODB, saying he knew what was best for him, that was that first sign of, okay, maybe this... 
Maybe Bobby's getting a little too out of hand. Maybe Bobby's getting a little too out of hand because you at least should call that man. You know, this is this is this is serious. Like you you signing for music and the music is what they do for y'all life. <coughs> and then on top of that, he always wanted to be signed to Def Jam. That's a little major, bro. ODB and Riz end up getting into it. And then there was the flood that happened. Um all 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 the all the music basically gets caught up in the flood. All the music is lost. It's looking like and then it just cuts. But season two was awesome, man. We saw them go from not being signed to now they're they're on. They put out their first album. Everybody's doing good. Uh hasn't been nothing crazy really going on. Uh as far as like loss. The first season was a lot of had some sad moments, some some moments we didn't know what was going on. We seen even beginning of season two, uh Bobby was in jail, so it was it was interesting. Um Divine's Divine's about to have a kid, about to it, it was great. Uh so if you haven't again check out Into the Woo. It's on it's got two seasons now. Uh check it out and if you if you do if you haven't seen it, let me know about it. Let me know how y'all feel. Um drop a like, comment. Um comment and tell me how you feel about Into the Woo. Uh let's get into bad sport. So I only saw one episode, it's supposedly a whole series. Uh but the first one I saw was about Arizona State university um and when they were basically point shaving with point guard headache smith uh i can't remember the second guy's name but basically millions of dollars get involved these guys are point shaving arizona state college basketball crazy uh check it out it's on netflix uh two things i'm interested in that's coming up that i might check out one being colin in black and white i'm really interested to see this Cause this motherfucker, <laughs> all due respect, went from playing football. Now my man got a whole bio out on Netflix. Like that's a little crazy. <laughs> like so I'm interested to see this Colin in black and white. Um, I want to see how people feel about it. I'm, I'm looking to see some reactions. Definitely interested. I'm definitely gonna watch it. Uh, season four of Insecure is coming out. Um, I'm only on season three. Uh, season, I think I'm on season three right now. I'm still trying to finish it. Uh, so hopefully it's dope. I know a lot of people are looking forward to watching it. My boy Barry, my boy Jordan, they love it. They swear by the show, so I know they're waiting on that. So, yeah, Insecure, that's going to be on HBO. So that's another show I'm looking forward to. But I think this is going to wrap it up for today, man. It's going to wrap up another episode of the Blunt Talks podcast. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. We're available on all streaming platforms. This is your host, A.B. Brisley, presented by Savage Time TV. And this is another one. We out of here. Peace.